0: Welcome to the Locking Castle Church podcast. This Sunday morning teaching was given as part of the Spirit-led Summer Series. down, and you have to um, clap your hands together as loudly as you can. Um, but this is more than just uh, an exciting and encouraging story for children. It's a story of trust in God and courage that inspires us at every stage of our lives and challenges us as well think back a few weeks and the letter to ephesus in revelation that you heard in your last series john wrote to the people there you have forsaken the love you had at first and if you want to know what first love looks like first love of god then you only need to look at this story of david and goliath look at david David is introduced to us first in the genealogy at the end of the book of Ruth. Mere mention of him as a descendant of Ruth is enough to tell us that David is going to be a force to be reckoned with, someone who will stand out of the crowd. He is the last word in the book of Ruth, so we know to expect great things from him. And yet, as the first book of Samuel can starts you might expect David to come quickly in, that, but it's not until chapter 16 that he's mentioned. And there, although Saul is still on the throne as king of Israel, the prophet Samuel comes to David's family. and you may remember the story as Samuel in, uh, anoints David kings. he's looking amongst all Saul's sons and David's out with the sheep. And he's looking at, it's not that one, it's not that one, it's not, haven't you got any more? (laughs) And they hadn't thought about David, but they bring David back in, and he's anointed king. So although Saul is still king, David knows that he's going to be the next king from that moment. He's no idea what's awaiting him when his father says to him, go and take some food to your brothers in the army and, um, you know, make sure they're okay, basically. And when he arrives, everyone is talking about this giant Goliath who's challenged um, Israel to provide a champion to fight him. The reward would be great. How could anyone pass up the wealth, the relief from taxes, and marrying the king's daughter? (laughs) I mean, what more could you want? It was risky, but the reward was worth any risk, even death at the hands of the Philistine. David's eldest brother, Eliab, could not hide his jealousy or his disdain for his brother. After all, he was the eldest of Jess's sons. Shouldn't he have been the one to be anointed king? David had come there on behalf of his three elder brothers, yet Eliab readily rebukes David when he inquires about the reward for defeating Goliath. And David's response, I I, I smile, because how many times have you heard this? What have I done now? It was only a question. (laughs) it if not done it <laughs> and it kind of makes clear doesn't it that David was used to this kind of insult from his brothers and Goliath was insulting the people of Israel as well it's a chapter of insults really he's been taunting them for 40 days the scripture tells us the scholar Susan Niditch explains that war was not just about troops fighting one another in those days she writes taunting is a form of combat in various traditional cultures, with the goal to preserve prestige and avoid physical combat. It was hoped that a match between two leaders would settle the matter. So that's what's going on. They're hoping they're not going to need to fight with their armies, that they can just do it with a champion from each side. And the taunting is part of of the battle. Okay, <laughs> we know that as well, don't we? Oh gosh, um, but undeterred, David volunteers for the job, and Goliath and David carry on this taunting, this insults to begin with. Um, Goliath taunts that David deserves to, oh, that he, Goliath, deserves to be met by his equal, a role that inexperienced David doesn't appear to suit. And David counters that he's killed lions and bears and that Goliath will suffer a similar fate, having dared to taunt the ranks of the living God. And even when Goliath says, am I a dog that you come at me with sticks? David is unnerved. He stands his ground and he continues. Um, Come... no, yeah, they... David continues in the same vein to, to get at Goliath. And Goliath's insults weren't the, bold, the blows that he intended because David was used to being insulted by his brothers, okay? So, what's another person insulting him going to do? He's confident that Goliath is no match for him. And although Goliath didn't know it, he was a marked man. It's simply no contest. Quick to reply, David turns um, Goliath's words against him and Goliath's threats to David as an individual become David's threat to Goliath's entire army. I will give the dead bodies of the Philistine army this very day to the birds of the air so that the earth may know there is a God in Israel. We may not like the slaughter and the gory language but the sense of, of doing something like that to show that there is a God, is surely stirs our spirits. What amazing faith David had, what confidence. Where did that come from? For sure it didn't come from his family. They either Neither his father nor his brothers thought about David when Samuel came to anoint the king. And jealous and ungrateful, his brothers considered him of no account when he brought them provisions. And where David goes and escapes to, if you like, is looking after his father's sheep. And that's where he learnt he met God looking after the sheep. And he finds his confidence in God. He knew that when a lion or a bear attacked his sheep, he had prayed to God and God had given him the strength he needed to overcome. And that's where his confidence came from. He learned to love and to trust God as he cared for the sheep. And notice the strength of that first love. He's amazed that anyone would dare to go up against the God he loves. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God. He is certain that God will help him. The Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from the hands of the Philistine. It's that first love. How can God fail? No one compares to the God that he knew and loved I wonder how you feel about that. You see, I think I can be a bit more like Eliab than David. I can hear myself talking about the arrogance of youth. And I think if I'd seen David, I might have had thoughts like that. And sowed the seeds of doubt. Or when Saul, like Saul, I might have said, you are not able to go out against this Philistine and fight him. You're only a young man. But you see, God doesn't choose the people we would choose. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> he doesn't choose them. Samuel tells us that God looks at the heart. I wonder what we look at. All David looked at was God. Nothing And nobody could compare with God in David's eyes. Least of all this uncircumcised Philistine, even if he was a giant and a trained warrior. All David put his trust in was God. He could do anything if God was with him. It didn't matter if it was a bear or a lion or Goliath or whatever other problem or issue he faced. God would protect him from it all, he had no doubt. First love is strong. You can conquer the world. John wrote, you have forsaken the love you had at first. I wonder if I still love and trust as David did. I wonder if you do. Because this confrontation between David and Goliath is not just any battle it's a battle for the life and soul of the nation. And when David wins with only a slingshot, it's a victory not just for David, but for the nation, and a confirmation that God is David's partner in the fight. What are our battles? Who or what are the uncircumcised Philistines in your life? (laughs) And you might lie to I mean, I think it's lovely saying that, (laughs) you uncircumcised Philistine. It really releases tension, doesn't it? You might like to say, if not directly to people in your mind, about the the difficulties that you're facing. (laughs) You know, as an individual or as a church or as a nation, what is God asking you to do? Are you battle-ready? Are you looking only to God and trusting only him? Or have we lost our first love? Our battle is for the life and soul of people in our time and place. Do not lose heart. Nothing compares with our God. Israel's story would continue. David's story would continue too. Although there would be many twists and turns for both David and Israel. But that relationship with God would be there holding them all the time, through the ups and the downs. Not only would the connection last, but the story of David and Goliath has lasted as well, and continues to inspire people for generations. We love it, don't we? The story of the underdog who triumphs over the giant. What an awesome reminder that with God we can be victorious, even in the most difficult situations. Our world is in an awful state at the moment, it seems to me. But take heart, be bold, because the battle is the Lord's. Amen. Thank you for listening. To find out more about Locking Castle Church, please visit our website at lockingcastlechurch.org.